Welcome along to Titchfield Street, London, home to the stars, and Jim Hamilton and Andy Goode. Welcome along. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Thank you very much. And uh, as you may have just heard, we've got a very special guest on today. He started off his career as a journalist at Loughborough Trader before moving to the BBC, then ESPN and ITV. He's commentated on everything up to the pinnacle of the game. It's a World Cup final. Now he's found a home on BT Sport, where he's the voice of rugby. It is, of course, Nick Mullins. Welcome, Nick. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Do you listen to the pod? All the time. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I do, I do. It's nice to have a a proper host. Yeah, pro. Someone someone that understands rugby. (laughs) Do you watch rugby? Do you watch rugby? No, 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 no. I watch as much as you do. Yeah, nice. Very little. Uh, Also, welcome to Jim (laughs) Hamilton and Andy Good. How are you, fellas? Yeah, good. A week older. A bit sore. Jim, a bit sore this week. Two tough weeks for you, isn't it, Jim? We've lost two in a, two in a row. That doesn't happen at Saracens. That wasn't it? your fault, though, was it? In it wasn't my fault, no. no I'm blaming, brilliant. blaming the brilliant. ref. I'm blaming the ref. I did hear it. So, obviously, Friday night, last mm. Friday. Oh, that's, uh, that's oh, David Flatman. Oh. <laughs> I'll turn that off. Flats, get out of here. Leave He's watching alone. it on Facebook Live. <laughs> um, so, obviously, sat down Friday night, mm. fish and chips as a starter, and then uh, burger and everything else for main course. Sat there watching Jim. His uh, Saracen shirt on, it's a tight shirt, that isn't it, Jim? Socks down, 80 Sock, minute man. Socks yeah. down. Do you put bar- your socks I, down before you go out, or do you? Just... Well, I went through this. I used to have my socks rolled up, and then I had this thing where I'd roll them down. I got man of the match once, I know, believe it or not, uh, with my socks down. And then now it's like it's kind of not a ritual, but it's just like if I'm going out to work, socks down. Your old calves school. are too big to pull the socks up, aren't they? I get a lot of shit about the size of my calf. <laughs> my calves are big, my legs are long. I, I'd be quite happy to say that I would have. Some of the biggest calves in the team. I'm talking about width. Such a lie. I've seen bigger calves than a chicken. <laughs> Genuinely have. <laughs> did, but, Nick, did you watch this game? No, well, hold on. There, there, there we go. There we go. Andy Rowe, there we go. Nick is the voice of rugby. Mm. Well, I'm not. Sport. I'm one of them. One of the voices of the main... Segwaying to him. This is then him commenting on Jim's performance. He was commentating on it. Yeah, exactly. He I was giving him... him. No, I was 80, giving him 80 the minutes opportunity. Abusing, 80 minutes abusing Jim Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite sure why you weren't man of the match, to be honest, because we, we've started the tradition of giving man of the matches to blokes on the losing team, Louis Picamol for the French, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And you were my man of the match. I thought you were you were immense. Oh, thanks very Jimbo. much. And, and, and I've actually, just given 20 quid on the table. I've actually borrowed this 80 minute man thing, which I know came from this podcast. So so thank you very much for that. Well, I'm not very happy. Thank you very much. I'm not very happy with Benny Kay, because two things happened in the game. One, I made the biggest tackle I've ever made in my career. I did career. see that. It was on, uh, on just ben before kickoff or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on Ben Morgan. Just yeah. before kickoff. No, just no. After <laughs> kickoff, absolutely <laughs> re- melted him. Yeah, it was Ben Morgan. The wheelie bin on the wheelie bin. I think it was. I think it was on the scrum half, but it felt like I just blanked out. And I'm there. I'm over ball. It was like the the Premiership final all over again. I'm over ball. <laughs> the penalty winner. And as players do, Wayne Barnes blows his whistle. I'm thinking, shit, is that another penalty given against me? Oh no. Turnover, look at the big screen. Mako Vunapola's big, horrible face. Listen to the... Oh, great turnover by Mako Vunapola there. It was you, though, wasn't it, Jim? Was it you? And then Ben said, oh, and Jim Hamilton was in there as well. But I'll take it. Well, but we lost, ben. so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, tough game. Tough couple of weeks. Yeah. And how was... Talk to me. I did see a tweet over the last few days about you Friday night in Cheltenham. Moo Moos. Did you have a night out in Cheltenham? I don't, I, it was dad dancing. Apparently. I, I, All I'm going to say is it was dad dancing. <laughs> it was dad jumper. And your moves were out everywhere. Yeah. So I went out. I went out with uh, believe in Napola. He doesn't drink, does he? Apparently, he had. A, he, he, he does a little bit now. He's like going out with David Beckham. Really? He's literally the Pied Piper. 
like pictures coming up everywhere. I'm just stood there like they were by a booth. I weren't drinking, seriously. And there people coming over, like screaming, oh my God, it's Billy Van Apollo. Oh, like they're going ballistic. And, and I'm Dan like, I'm, Yeah, and the shit Dan Bolzerian. <laughs> and I'm just stood there. And I'm just stood there like the security guard. Like I, I was actually taking pictures of him. I was taking pictures of him and fans coming over. Must have been a student night. In he was our he was our guest uh, on the program. Did you see that that there was a guy behind him in the bar afterwards? You know we do the, yeah, the yeah. kind of post match stuff yeah. in the bar, mm. which which sometimes is a good idea, sometimes isn't a good idea. It wasn't a good idea on Friday Jeez. because Ooh. there was a bloke in there who'd had a had a couple of Lucas aids, and he he yeah little hand movement to, yeah. to Billy, which is which is punchy. I would have thought. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Anyway, he's in what trouble. What kind of hand movement? Brave juice. He's oh, in trouble. That's, that's yeah, Gloucester, kind of, kind of, kind of hand movement that well, gets you One big happy family kicked out. They're, yeah. they're all related, especially in the shed. So Austin says, he, oh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got friends in Gloucester. So um, we've got a bit of sad news. Uh, we're we're going to start today with um, ex-Wallabies lock Dan Vickerman. He sadly passed away from an apparent uh, suicide on Saturday and thoughts are with his family and friends. And we know we don't know all the details. Uh, not sure many people in the media do. But one thing we do know is depression and suicide is a huge problem amongst men and um, there's often a stigma around talking about it. Um, you guys would would have played against played against him before and, and, and got memories of uh, of him and, and, and probably you guys have been in situations where teammates have probably um, needed your shoulders to lean on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Jim would have obviously battled against him a fair few times for Scotland against Australia, and obviously he was at Cambridge Uni and uh, Northampton as well for a while, wasn't he? So yeah, he was, it's, yeah. it's incredibly sad. We don't know the details of it, but in fairness, the RPA, the Rugby Players Association, have um, launched an initiative, Lift the Weight, and it's all uh, rugby's a real macho game, isn't it, in terms mm. of people trying to smash each other week in, week out, and it's the whole thing of... You know, we're all big men playing a rough, tough Trying sport. Trying to be lads. Yeah, but, you know, it's there's a lot of tough things that happen, and um, especially at the end of your career. Some people have issues in within their career, and depression and everything like that kicks in, and, um, you know, it takes a big man to talk about it. And, um, you know, I think any bloke, whatever job you do, you have your good days and your bad days, and um, unfortunately, you know, with uh, the passing, it's, it, you know, it's it's not nice to talk about. It's But it, it does sort of light up the fact that there are situations where you can talk to people and there are people out there to talk about it. And the RPA launching the initiative of Lift the Weight is an amazing thing, I think. Yeah, I think it is incredibly sad. He, you know, he had two kids and his wife. And I think it from, from the stuff that I've read, and it's only on what I've read, that it was quite sudden. And it seems to be a very current topic, not just in sport, not just in rugby, in, in the world at the minute. And I think that it's great that now we're speaking about it um, and that the initiative that the RPA and, and I think a lot of the sports are now uniting about this because I, I don't know what the exact demographic demographic of age is, but it is around mine and Goody's age that it seems to be happening. Thirty seven Dan Vickerman is no age, and you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. But I think Duncan Bell was one of maybe the first players mm. profiling the Premiership to, to have come out. There was there was a piece on Johnny Wilkinson at the weekend, and again I don't know too many um, details about Johnny, but I know that he he's been through some dark times. But I think, like Goody said, I think in all walks of life, whether or not you're a professional sportsman, you know, whether or not, you know, you've got a normal job of working in Sainsbury's, that, you know, it's clear to see that the strains of life do take its toll on people. And I think one of the big things that we want to encourage that, and I'm sure there'll be times in my future where I'll go through dark times, that it's good to talk, it's good to have people out there that you can put an arm around. Jacques Berger came out 
uh, yesterday. Yeah, he did, didn't shown he? his support. Uh-huh. I, and this is this is the one thing actually that's probably good to chat about. I had no idea. If you would have said to me, Jacques Berger suffered mm. suffered with depression, me being in his company, I would have had no idea. Mm. And I think that now that we, if we try and make this um, topic of conversation, this whole thing that revolves around depression, try and make it not taboo and that it is easy to talk about, then hopefully it's, you know, what's happened to Dan Vickerman, if that's the case, um, it doesn't happen again. I think one of the issues for guys like you as well is when, when the highs have been so high and, and, you know, continue to be when you played test match rugby at the mm. level that you have and you get the <clears throat> adrenaline rush that professional sport gives you, when that is taken away and it's taken away like that, you know, the, the, the possibility of you being in a dark place is is, is quite high, I would have mm. thought. I just, I, you know, from, from your point of view, Jim, you know, you know exactly what you're doing tomorrow. It's all laid out on a sheet yeah. for you. But somebody else is deciding how you live your life for as long as you're a professional sportsman and you have that wonderful camaraderie that, you know, that we, we, we enjoy watching within, within the dressing room at Saracens. And then the day you retire, you have none of that. Yeah. And, and you're in charge of your life almost for the first time in, in living memory. And that's a, that's a real challenge, I'd yeah. imagine. Yeah, and that, that's the thing for me even now, being a professional rugby player, um, is thinking about after everyone comes to, oh, what are you doing after rugby? What, you know, what's happening? You know, what are you thinking? And I think it's that sense of purpose mm. that, we, that, that, that you're probably speaking about. I know at the weekend I'm going to go and play. And if I'm not, I'm either injured or I'm part of the team, I'm doing something mm-hmm. else. And I think that for maybe for the first couple of years coming out of rugby or coming out of sport, you know, there's still a little bit of hysteria around you. You know, you get to go to events. You're still a somebody. And I think what Goody's saying and what I've seen with friends who've retired is once that subsides and, the, you know, the, the two years pass and three, I don't know, it might be a ridiculous thing that I'm about to say, but I almost see it as <coughs> if you have superpowers or you're a superhero mm. and you lose your powers mm. and you become a normal human being again that you've not not been accustomed to mm. as, as a man and that's the whole thing of you know i've spoken to a few people about having retired and that buzz that you can't recreate and it's you know you are living a sheltered life as a professional rugby player it's a it's a fantastic life and you know as jim said it's, it's hard to deal with it when you finish you know i've been lucky uh, mainly to work with nick um at bt sport and you're still involved in the game commentating but you still don't get the same buzz having played the game but also talking about it but I think the hard test is sort of five years post career when actually you know no one actually has a clue who you are or what you've done and that's you know some people take that in a certain way they they like to walk into a room and and everyone says oh there's so and so he played rugby blah, blah blah but you know you have to you have to deal with it as you're coming to the end of your career but you also have to plan for the future as well and mm. you know it's 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 pretty tough you know some boys do it well some boys not so much and the more you talk about it the better it is yeah I was just going to say one more thing because I know a lot of the military guys. Have listened to the show, and I was at a, an event for Rugby for Heroes the, the, the other the other night, and my dad was actually in the military for 28 years, so I saw firsthand, in terms of not just sport, in terms of military and normal life, how when your life changes like that, it becomes a struggle. So I think that the initiatives that are out there, Rugby for Heroes, the RPA have launched this, and the fact that now social media is getting behind the stuff to do with depression mm. and and that's lying around that that. You know, people like Goody says just to reiterate, shouldn't be afraid to reach out. You know, yeah, exactly, and and well said, guys. And I guess the good thing I don't want to make light of the subject at all, but the good thing is for Goody is that there is a, a there is a way back, and and that's through the Hampson uh, Foundation. If we get ten uh, k oh, uh, on the board, uh, Goody's gonna make a return and an update on that we're two percent of the way there 16 people have now donated uh we're up to about 250 quid we need more need a hell of a lot more come on 
if anyone listens to the pod, um, if everyone actually that listened to the pod chucked in just a couple of quid, uh, would be there tomorrow. I actually, I had to Google the um, Matt Hampson Foundation and, and watch the video on it. Very, very inspiring stuff. It is, and, and, and there's, you know, you talk about depression and, you know, what's happened in, in rugby over the last you know, few years with guys unfortunately taking their life. You look at Matt Hampson, he's an absolute inspiration, isn't he? Yeah. You know, the worst thing happened to him possible. You know, he was had his whole career in front of him. He's playing for England in the 20s at the time and in training, scrum collapses. It's life-changing situation there and then. Career's over and he's such a positive influence mm. on anyone and anything to do with, not just rugby, but anyone that's had a life-changing situation. And his, you know, his motto... The whole get busy living scenario is just phenomenal. Some of those athletes on that on the YouTube clip mm. that's on the website is so inspirational. Like that lady that is in the top six in the world for doing the um is it the wheelchair cycling but with her arms? Mm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and the moto- motocross guy who, who fell off and uh, and injured himself quite badly and the, the Matt Hampson Foundation um, invested in buying him another bike so he could do this do the thing that he loved. But He's one got of the Six Nations dinner this Wednesday uh, Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to get slippered. But one of the other things that they do at the foundation is um, what I think is amazing. So it isn't just the people that have been injured. You've got to remember that Matt Hampson has a family, a mum and dad, a a sister, um, and, you know, nieces and nephews that are going through another traumatic traumatic experience as well with with him being injured. So I think the whole Matt Hampson Foundation, the Get Busy Living campaign, not only supports Matt and the beneficiaries, but also their families as well. All right, well, we're going to come to our, our next segment. Uh, by the way, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you're more than welcome to, to message in any questions you've got for the big fellas. Fire them in, and we've got Serious Chris on the on the social serious media. Chris, <laughs> Chris any, any questions come in so far? Anything worth mentioning? Uh, light in the mood. Come on. Yeah, okay, there are yeah. a few coming in. Stop but, smiling. Questions. Uh, Jim, we've actually got a former roommate of yours tuning in on Facebook Live. Ooh, roommate? Yeah, Harry Ellis wants you to Whoa. tell us about Chile. Oh my word! <laughs> Harry Ellis wants me to tell you about Chile. Please, yeah. Is he seriously said that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen it as well. So Kevin and Shelby. So basically, me and Harry go back a long way. There's a lot to, of stories between these two. A lot of wrong stories. No, no. He used to drive me around Leicester and Derby and Loughborough and Birmingham on weeknights. But when I played for England, age groups. Um, I was in a bit of a weird state. I didn't realise I was Scottish, but I kind of did. It was kind of one of them. Not mate, so we were playing for England 19s um, in Chile. And you've got a rose, you still got the rose tattoo? Or? I haven't got a rose tattoo. That's all room is. But basically, we shared a room together. And um, he kept doing this ridiculous, disgusting thing. He, he kept farting in the room. And so we both sleep naked, which is quite a weird thing anyway. But the room was stinking. I was like, right, without swearing too much, you little bastard. When I've got one, you're having it. So the day of the game, we're actually playing Scotland, believe it or not. And uh, a few of us had shaved our heads. Okay? So we're completely bold going into this game. Upstairs and downstairs or but just upstairs? Just upstairs. But okay. it was boiling hot. Bushes everywhere. So a few, a, few of us got, uh, a few of us had a little bit of sunstroke going into the game to the point where one of the lads couldn't play. So all feeling a bit off. Felt a fart coming. So Harry's in bed, headphones on, ready to go to the game. Bent over. Farted. Oh, no, you didn't. Shat all over the bed. Sharted, like sprayed out all over the bed. We're all over Harry. All over Harry. And he's like, Jimbo, oh no, get it off me. And I remember, I promise this is true and Harry will back me up. I've got the sheets in the bath trying to clean them. They ain't cleaning. 
50th floor of the hotel, boom, get out the window. <laughs> Lob these sheets out the window. <laughs> went to the game. Went to the game. Smashed it's Scotland. eyebrow stuff, isn't it, Nick? Yeah. Nick, Nick oh, I'm really so happy. sorry. That I'm reminds so sorry. me of it. No, it doesn't remind me of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cheers for that, Harry. So, um, you, so Harry, hold on. I, I, I probably don't think that's 100% true. because there's no, there's no way Harry's coming in. Harry Ellis wants his name mentioned. And you tell a story of you shitting on Harry Ellis. Well, he is very weird. I think there's more to it than that. I, I, there's not. Basically, I, I shout on Harry we'll Ellis. Get Harry. <laughs> we'll get Harry. I'm going to give Harry a court in the week and we'll get a new story about yeah. Chile. The there's real. an amazing story about Harry and we can maybe do it on a spin-off show about him putting an injunction on the Sunday people. I was there. And we, we were playing Ireland on the Sunday. Yeah, on the Ireland on the oh, Sunday. Yeah. I was involved in the yeah. injunction. Say no more. I could have been fair. I could have gone on Big Brother off the back of it and he paid paid to have it taken out that's all I can say um, was that in Toulouse by any chance no different story Why, what's happened in Toulouse Harry's also interested to know about what happened in Toulouse <laughs> tune in next week when well, we Toulouse. find out what happened in Toulouse there's a whole Toulouse, list of Toulouse cities is... we could be here all year couldn't we <laughs> Toulouse is the one where we, we spoke we, that's why we put them in the 50, filthy 50 uh, it's been done can you block him uh... <laughs> <laughs> can you block him lot, I'll say now he's got a lot of stories <laughs> on Jim I'm going to get some uh, we're going to uh, play a new game I've talked to you guys briefly about this, but I want to explain to you how it's going to work. It's called Tweet or Text Roulette. Uh, We're going to play Tweet Roulette actually today. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask either of you a question about something that's happened in a previous Rugby Pod episode. The first person to answer at a Jim and Goody wins. The loser has to hand his phone unlocked Oh, geez. To the other person yeah. who gets to tweet whatever they want. But not a picture. <laughs> not a picture. No pictures. Oh, no come pictures. on. Okay, we'll put a picture out there. No, 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 no. We no. Can't. <laughs> Goody's got a picture of me. <laughs> What's the picture of? Well, we might have said it, I think, it's on the. On free the, Willy, isn't it? The, do you want to tell the story quickly before? Or should I tell for it? For the third before? time, yeah, yeah. This time, I'll tell it for yeah, the third time in case yeah. people haven't heard they've only joined the podcast. Basically, um, I was playing for Gloucester at the time. Um, we played in an LV Cup final against Newcastle at Franklin's Gardens. Can't remember the year. Do you remember the year? No. 2012, maybe. Goody, do not get that picture. No, actually, I'm not. No. And basically, what <laughs> so happened look, is, is um, of all people, of, of all people, I'd uh, taken a head-on-head collision with Tim Swinson, who was playing for Newcastle at the time. Broke my nose. Good player. Uh, He's a good player, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Judas. Uh, so, anyway, I was knocked out on the pitch, but carried on playing because there was no concussion protocols. Tough after as old boots, aren't you? No, no, it's not tough, it's silly. No, you're tough as our boots. Yeah. Went out and got absolutely slippery with the boys, and my, mate, my mates from Coventry came out. In Cheltenham? In, um, in Cheltenham. Yeah. Woke up the next day, absolutely hanging. I've got 57 missed calls on my phone. Andy Robinson, Mike Blair, loads of the Scotland lads. My mum. Oh, that's the worst. Jimmy, oh, that's the worst. you need to get on your phone and delete what Kovskian's just put on Facebook. So I woke up, like, head is banging. And then I've got I've got voicemails. I've got Andy Robinson phoning me. Eyes, Blair. Like two pistols in like the snow. Literally, or? I can barely open my eyes. <laughs> like they are literally, like Goody said, two pistols in the snow. And then someone's taken taken the screenshot. Kovskin's coming in the middle of the night, pulled the blanket back, and taking a picture of me stark bollock naked, with me Willie looking the size of a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> like me belly. Goody's eyes, he's got it. And then he sent it. He's 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 tagged all the all the Scotland lads in saying he's going to hate me in the morning 
I've got. I've looked at it. I am literally thinking, what the fuck? Hung like a hamster has never been more appropriate. <laughs> it was just all. I was hanging in all my glory. Although my hamster at home has got massive testicles. Really? Massive testicles. Well, mine are like wet tea bags. So I'm not saying. <laughs> um, so yeah. So that picture started circulating, and now Andy Goose had it. Has it in his phone to the point where we were at Mike Tyndall's wedding. No. This and there was royalty with the and queen. <laughs> with the queen. And he's there showing everyone on his phone. Prince Harry right. wanted oh, to see it. Prince, no, Prince, 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 Prince Harry wanted to see it. No, we're on Facebook Live. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, so that picture's not allowed to go out. So there's two not? things. So Prince Harry actually want to see it? Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. Yeah, yeah. Harry was there. He's like, let me show us what he pissed He fell through a glass table. He fell through a glass table as well. Oh, Harry did. He was abusing my kilt, saying, oh, that looks like me nan's curtain. I was like... Five year ginger. <laughs> <laughs> so he would have had it. But there were okay. snipers on the roof. Tweet roulette. Are you guys ready for this? Are you um, ready for this? Can we say someone that we're not allowed to tweet or text? Or can, can it be anyone? A tweet. If you're tweeting, it's out there to the world, isn't it? Unless you've mm. got private let's do, let's do tweet this week. All right. Open, open up your Twitter then. Okay. Open it up, guys. We've just found out Goody's got 30,000 followers since the he's bought a few. Yeah, we'll no, talk yes. about that no, shortly. We'll talk yeah. about that shortly. So, open up your Twitter. Um, how, do we we answer, you guys... how, do, how do we answer the question? I'll say, yeah, say Jim or Goody if it comes through. Maybe just the first person to say... Say, say your name. Say, no, say... Just, no just, say, just say the answer to this, answer to this oh, question. Geez. Okay, yeah. just say the answer. It's very short. It's very sharp. You'll both know the answer. It's whoever brain works the quickest. All right. Ready. In one of our earlier episodes, what current player... Referred to Gertie as a fat fuck in a barrel with a head. Wow. Luke Narraway. Incorrect. Oh, okay, no so idea. i get time to think. No idea. Gertie, you fat fuck. Hold on. What's about it? There's a lot of cheating going on here. I can see, I can see the producer <laughs> in the background. Jim's got no idea. Uh, James Haskell. Boom! He did. <laughs> He's got he did. it. He did, with help from Fred. He did. He nailed it. Pass it here, then. Wow. So, Gertie, hand over your phone to Jim Hamilton, who's oh. going to get onto your Twitter <laughs> and tweet it. whatever he likes. To, uh, his, so he's got some extra followers, you were saying before. Well, so, so me and Goody started the rugby pod with, I think, 22,000 followers each. I've gone up to mm. 23,000. You, you kidding, mate. So Goody now trying to be a politician or whatever he is and causing controversy. <laughs> well, it's actually since you tweeted about James Hallwell's finger, a couple of thousand followers for there. I could tweet that. Yeah, Horrible and the, finger. And then you've been you, having you an argument with the yeah. journalist. Yeah, yeah. What's he going to write here? Do we want to know what he's writing or do you want is people it, to go it, to his Twitter to find out what he's writing? Picture, that's what he's doing. He's I, going swear, into pictures. I swear I'm not going to pictures. Show me the phone. Let's I swear. Is that how you spell V? Yeah. It might be a capital V. V. V for... Do you can guess. Yeah. V for... What could he be tweeting? How you feel, Gertie, tell me how you're feeling right now about this situation. Yeah. Generally, I'm not that bothered. But professionally, it depends how, how he goes here. He, he's not that silly to go that bad, is he? He sat next to Nick Mullins, who's the voice of rugby, the voice of reason. He's generally a good bloke. That, seems, that seems quite reasonable to me, Goody, to be honest. Are you sure? Really? Don't, don't tell us what it is. No. We'll come back to it at the end of the no. show. Okay. Just remember, Ella Grace reads my tweets. That's all I'm going to say. My, my 13-year-old don't, daughter... Don't hide behind your family, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to, mate. She, Ella Grace and Carolyn, that, that's the boss and the, the, oh, the see, boss Jim's one really and boss think, two. He's right got there. a thinking face on. Don't forget. Oh, Grace. you keep it. You keep, keep it. it there. So we'll come back to that at the end of the show. And um, and find out what exactly oh, wow. Jim Hamilton oh, has tweeted. I should have tagged Andrew. myself in. Yeah, you should have, because oh, he's got more listeners. No, no, I've done it now. Have we got any more questions? Speaking of uh, social media, any any questions come in via Facebook Live from Serious Qu- Chris? Serious <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Uh, yeah, we do. Super Champion versus Champion Cups winner. Should there be an end of season showdown? 
Super Good Rugby man. versus Champions Cup winner. Oh. There's a talk of that, is there? It has been for years in, it's in just New Zealand. Another money, I know it's another money maker. <laughs> hey, look, I'll take this one, guys. <laughs> Fred's pissing himself. Um, so He's pissing himself about the about tweet. The tweet. <laughs> about the tweet. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> There's been talk about this for years in, in New Zealand, but it's all about the, the international window. So you can't, it's, it's very difficult to do. I'll tell you it? why there's talk about it in New Zealand is because you need to, New Zealand need to play the biggest team in Europe to make money, don't they? Because it's all driven by beast, beast our revenues. No, generally about revenues and stuff like yeah, that. Oh, and, absolutely. And that's, that's the issue of diluting the product mm. um, just to make money in terms of TV revenues, fans, tickets. That's the problem with Super Rugby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Super Rugby now is. It's not even. It's a, such a strange competition. Even Gary, Gary Gold said it this week. He coached the Sharks last year, was it last season? And Gary Gold said it this week. It's just as a competition now. It's just ridiculous. Mm. Um, you know, no one knows who's in each other's. Even the sports journos, even the even the guys that commentate on it, can't couldn't tell you who's going to play who in the final round based on on where everyone sits and and, and who wins the mm. game. It's it's just so confusing. But um, I mean. Nick, you you guys must have talked about this on air a little bit, in the in the in the big media circles. I I think it's a waste. Of, it's a ridiculous idea. When Why? We, well, because there's too much rugby already. Uh, it, it would be beyond beyond making a bit of cash, be utterly meaningless. Because it wherever you squeeze it in, it's not going to be at the right time of the season for one of the two no. clubs. It's it's utterly pointless. Mm. And and how should Andy Good be feeling right now about the tweet that Jim Hamilton well, sent out? Fred is. Oh, Fred the boss is laughing. I trust. I, I don't trust Jim. But I do trust Nick. So, and Nick said it was it was okay-ish. Well, I think it was accurate. Oh dear, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Nick anymore. Can we make a pact on here that you're not going to send that photo? <laughs> make the tweets gone out now. So yeah, it's well, a bit too late to start making packs yeah, now. That, that wasn't part of it. That's... <laughs> you better make sure you win every week. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's the rugby pod contract. <laughs> Nick, you, I mean, you, you're one of the more experienced in your field. You saying um, he's old or? Yeah, I know. I'm happy old. with that. I'm happy with he's that. Good. I mean, you're very old. I'm happy with that. We actually, talked, some... we actually talked about Nick a few weeks back, didn't we? Did we? When we were talking about... Oh, did we? He doesn't even listen. I yeah. don't listen. No. When we talked about commentary and post-rugby career and uh, who I learnt off and... He's a commentator. Bill so. McLaren and all that stuff and mm. the notes that go into it. You don't remember any of this conversation? No. I was going to ask you, Bill McLaren. Would you say that's one you looked up to? Yeah, he, were, he, were, he was my hero. You know, I guess as, as, as players, you'd have, you'd have had your own your own heroes as well. But Bill was my hero. I remember turning up before a, a Wales-England international in the mid-90s, back in the old days of the Five Nations, and it was pissing it down on a Friday lunchtime at Sophia Gardens where Wales used to train. Uh, and there was a bloke on his own in his great big coat on halfway watching Wales go through their training session, getting absolutely soaked. And it was Bill, who by this stage would have been in his 70s. And I'm thinking, if if this is what Bill McLaren does in his 70s with all the reputation that he's built up over you know, the last 30, 40 years, then this is the way you have to do it. And Bill, Bill, for all of us, I think, for all of us who commentate on rugby these days, he 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 set the benchmark. And so Nick does it slightly similarly, but slightly differently now. So I've been at training when Nick rocks up. He's got his driver, um, and he gets his <laughs> he gets his driver and his range over to pull up. And, he, and, and he a little opens, kid with an umbrella. And he, over, he, he does, but he opens the window. If it's wet, he opens the window and just watches through the top. Sort of half an inch, so it's, yeah, the game's moved on. Yeah, there's a lot of money in rugby now. And, <laughs> how, how, much research, how much research do you actually uh, it's a week's, have to do? It's a week's work, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of games this weekend, um, and it's it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, going to training sessions. I'll be watching England, Wales back this week, um, watching Italy back against Ireland. You're constantly reviewing stuff and thinking about what what might happen. I kind of think, to a certain extent, we we, we are 
a little bit like you as players in that the preparation is absolutely key. And as much as you wouldn't feel ready going into a game this weekend without having trained. I hear you. No, I, I, was hear all right. you. I used to do that every yeah. week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> I don't, Team you know, on Fridays, that yeah. was it. Yeah. I think I think the preparation is is absolutely key, and you know you can you can hear it in the commentary sometimes. Would you say meeting Bill McLaren was one of your career highlights, um, or uh, working with in, in the same sort of field? Yeah, in the same what sort I of loved time? about what I loved about Bill was that he 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 just knew who he was and his standing within the game, and he wasn't afraid to give young bucks like me a little bit of advice. And you know, preparation was any advice that he gave you in particular. Yeah, well, the, the most well, perhaps the most important bit of advice he he. I ever got from anybody was from Bill because it was at the time that Bill was retiring and me and Eddie Butler were coming in at the BBC to try and fill this massive chasm that was going to be left behind by Bill retiring. Eddie Butler. Uh, and, and, and Bill said, Bill said uh, don't fail trying to be me. And it's, it's, it's advice for all of us, isn't it? Fair you know, enough. It, you know, succeed being yourself because if you try to be me, if you try to imitate me, try to sound like me on the telly and you don't succeed, you'll always wonder what might have happened if you'd have been yourself. And Gerda, you could probably um, listen to that. And you know, as far as Stuart Barnes goes, you know, don't fail trying to be Stuart Barnes. Got, Barnes and I got the same body shape. It's not me that's got beef with Stuart Barnes. It's, <laughs> it's Jim. I, I like. I actually quite like Barnesy because I think throughout my career, most of the time he commentated on games that I played in. Um, he looked looked at me and thought that's how he used to look as a rugby player. A little bit overweight, a little bit rotund, bold, thinning, thinning. Uh, thinning. It's back. It's grown back now. It looks yeah. thick now. Doesn't it looks it? good now. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, Jim's got the beef with him. I haven't got, I haven't got beef with him. It's okay I just, if you've got beef with him. No, I just listened more to the commentary now, not because I'm getting into it and I'm a, I'm a media mongol. It's just I want, I, I want mongol to... or a mogul. <laughs> no, media mongol. We're, we're sticking with that one. All right, okay. Yeah. I, just, I wanted to just to see how the experts done it, and you know, Goody's mentioned yourself, who I've listened to in other sports. Gary Neville, for example, on the football, who I think is brilliant and very insightful. I thought. Let's start listening. These guys are doing the internationals. They must be the best. And I just thought that some of the time you can see they've not done any research and they've not turned up to a game or they've not spoken to coaches or players in 10 years mm. to, to, stay up to stay up to date with the game. It must be frustrating quite, as well, a player. That's, that's generally the difference between you know, and Nick's here and I've been around the game for a long time, but seeing Nick at training sessions when you're at Wasps, when you're at Leicester, where you're at Worcester, you know, some people only go to the clubs that are close to them to do a bit of research. Yeah. Nick goes here, there, and everywhere. Um, and one of my it's good re- mileage, though, in fairness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Claim it back. Miles. Miles. No, and, and, and lunch. And no, if you spread it out, you get some dinner as well. Oh, nice. It's, it's worthwhile. That's well, right. Well, well, this is the thing. So, we, we, Nick and I commentated on the game last year, the uh, Challenge, Cup, uh, Champ, Challenge Cup semi, I think it was, Quinns against Grenoble. Mm-hmm. And I'd just retired, and I'd phoned Nick up, and I said, Look, you know, doing this game with you next week. He's like, Come down to Quinns training. It was on a Wednesday or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I went, went to meet Nick down at um, Guildford, was it Guildford Uni or something yeah. where they train. Yeah. Nick gets welcomed in like an absolute hero because everyone wants Nick to say nice things about them. <laughs> All the Quins boys are like, "What the fuck is he doing here?" <laughs> Looking at me. So uh, it was uh, no, it was good fun. But <laughs> you'd, from had the boss. Fa- you'd, had, you'd had a fallout with somebody big time oh, in late. Dave Ward, unlike you. Oh know. yeah, Dave Ward. So that we was beat, a bit embarrassing. How did you have a fallout? What happened? No, no, we were playing at Newcastle. We beat. You know, one of my first games in Newcastle, we beat Quinns up at Newcastle. And I went, you know, after the game, final whistle goes. And it was actually really interesting to go around shaking each other's hand. And Dave Ward came up to me and I went, oh, I well didn't make a good game. He wouldn't shake my hand. So I followed him for about five metres as he's walking away, just trying <laughs> to offer my hand. Got it on video, put it on Twitter. Of course I did. Um, anyways, 
that was beside the point. He refused to shake my hand after the game, so I whacked it on Twitter. Little did I know, as I'm going from Newcastle, from the stadium to Newcastle Airport, I didn't really think that the Quinns boys were going to be on the same flight to me, same flight as me back to London. Um, so I'm stood there with myself, uh, Carolyn, uh, the boss, uh, and Ella Grace, the other boss in my life. Mm. And we just arrive at Newcastle Airport, and all I see is all the Quinns boys in the queue, um, not the fast track queue, but in the queue to get through uh, passport security. Obviously, Newcastle sorted me out fast track, so I just went, went past them, waved. I was like, good win today, boys. See you later. Um, but anyway, so Dave Ward wouldn't shake my hand after the game. Bit of fun, bit of banter, whatever. Um, we turned up at Quinn's and got a good, a few good mates there, Nick Easter, Danny Kerr, and they were all trying to wind me up, weren't they? And wind him up, going, Wardy, shake his hand now, shake his hand now. <laughs> like that. So uh, there we go. It was interesting, because obviously, Nick, wherever Nick goes into the Premiership games, grounds and training and stuff like that it's always quite interesting because i remember a lot of boys when commentators would turn up would do things in training they've never done before in their life so they'd <laughs> so see nick on the sideline with his you always have a you have a note you yeah, notebook little, and little stuff black like that. Yeah. Book. yeah yeah and he watches and he, he he can see through it all but there'll be boys talking that i'm like that's the deck and you've, you've not said a word in three weeks and nick's here and you're trying to shout the house down <laughs> the leader, the game. The leader, <laughs> leader of the it's amazing when you know an actual commentator with the gravitas that Nick has turns up to, to train and seeing boys change and they all want to go and say hello to him to make out they're really nice guys and that's what I used to do anyway. Nick, I used to actually go over to Nick and say, please don't be too harsh at the weekend. It's pretty... Yeah. I'm Jim not... blanks me. He just kind of, you know, he he knows that the ability will shine through. Whether... <laughs> exactly. 80 minute, 80 yeah. minute Jim. Oh, please, 80 please. minute Jim. Yeah. Inconspicuous. Um, here's a question. Do you support anyone? Who's your favourite team? <laughs> must be he, hard to be unbiased. His, his team's doing really well at the minute. His team is doing really well. Well, football uh, team. You know, we're not talking no. football here, are we? How do they get on at the weekend? We're not talking about... he, he refuses to respond to any of my any of my football tweets. Yeah, I'm from Leicester, Jim. So, oh. so the right side of the. Are you, are you from Leicester? Yeah, I'm a Leicester boy. Know that. I'm a Leicester boy. Proper scum. Uh, so, so yeah, grew up, grew up on the uh, on the Crumby Terrace at, at Welford Road. Any fights in the nightclubs? Uh, no, no, okay. No. Me no. neither. <laughs> no. The banter I'm giving him is not about Leicester you can, Tigers. You can't have been for, for the rugby yeah. people listening, it's not about Leicester Tigers. He's a Leicester City fan, and last year he was unbearable at times. Really? Leicester I wasn't. City went, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. wasn't. But he didn't respond to... Imagine being winning the Premiership. I failed to... I, I just cannot, I cannot take relegated. a lecture on football from a commentary no, citizen. Hey, hang on. That's the end of it. You got two Coventry, it. then the final of the Cunts Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to Wembley. <laughs> Nick, have yeah. you ever had any shockers on air? Anything? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, the first the first TV commentary I did was um, uh, uh, they weren't entirely sure. I've been I've been working on radio for a while, and BBC TV said, "Come and do a live game for us." And it was Wales against Argentina, Autumn International. That'd be great. Uh, and uh, we're getting responses to the Twitter. I thought it was a message from Goody's mum saying, "What are you doing on Twitter?" But it's not. I'm no. logging on to my Twitter. Telegram. I want to see what. Ella Grace has texted me. I'm in the doghouse. I missed a netball game today to be at the rugby pod pod pod. And she's not happy with me. Oh, that's yeah. Sorry, um, Nick. No, that's okay. Carry on, Nick. You're more important than Allegros. Just for that. Uh, and um, Wales scored a try from about 80 metres. And it was um, Shane Williams was playing, as was Reese Williams. Uh, sadly for the commentator, the hapless, idiotic commentator that day, who described the 80 metre run perfectly, uh, I thought it was Reese Williams. And it was actually Shane Williams. And it was only when he put the ball down and he turned to the camera. And I thought... Uh, I've seen that on bye YouTube. Bye television career. I saw that on YouTube today uh, when I was doing some research because yeah. I do research. I actually spent. I'm I'm in the commentary box now before kickoff when you boys are warming up. Yeah, I'm there with my with my A4 bit of paper, uh, writing down your boot colours because very often now that's the only way you can work out who's who, especially if you're at the bo- bottom of a ruck. 
you wear you wear black and white boots. Old school. Yeah. I'm old school. I don't get all these coloured boots. No, no. And they all wear yellow boots as well now. That's mm. the problem. Mm. So you, you'd have actually hated the day. We were back. Remember the day back at Leicester? Pat Howard was director of rugby. Yes. And we played, I think we played Bath away at the second or third game of the season. We got absolutely humped down at the wreck. And Pat Howard's excuse and reason for just, just to I'm the just laughing because oh, I just no, read the tweet. <laughs> the tweet. Pat Howard's reasoning for us getting humped was because there's a few of you bastards wearing white fucking boots. And he literally tore into everyone that was wearing white boots, which was basically all the P-Hearts like Tom Von Dell, myself. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not doing Stephen and he, Booth. And he basically said, if any fucker wears white boots next week, they're not even playing. Didn't Cockers have a rule that you had to have played 50 times for Tigers before you got to wear white boots? And we go back to Tom really? Von Dell. Yeah, we do. We go back to Tom Von Dell. I'll never forget, Tom Von Dell, we played the game the next week, and I was contracted at the time to wear a certain brand of boots that had to be white. And it was a big, awkward week about what you should and shouldn't do. Tom Vondell was getting a black marker pen out, trying to white, <laughs> trying to blacken up his white boots for the whole week. It was horrendous. I remember um, Goody used to rock up with a, a Louis Louis Bajon bag that he bought from the Dubai markets <laughs> after we lost. And the, the coaches, so they were very old school, so cockers would be like, what the fucking car is that? You know, I'd be driving up in the Ford Orion. He's like, yep, good. What colour boots? Black boots. Yep, good. Goody would rock up in a free Range Rover, or he said it was free. We think that he was paying a £1,000 a month for it. With it, And then get out of his car with a Louis Vuitton like, handbag. <laughs> and then he'd obviously been... He, he, he didn't have a great game next week. Uh, I don't want to say you got the bus to training, but you had a carrier bag instead. They wouldn't let you take your Louis, Louis Vuitton bag on the bus anymore. <laughs> I remember walking in with a Tesco's bag like that. Oh, is that all right for you, Cockers? <laughs> right, yeah. okay. Now you you listen to the rugby pod, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You, you've mentioned that. I didn't, pod, pod, I didn't pod, just pod. assume that. Um, the filthy fifteen. Have you you heard that segment of it? I have. I have. Have you? Do you we need a commentator. There's some filthy uh, ones out there. You, you you told us off air. There was a few filthy ones. Um, <laughs> don't worry about burning bridges. He's too dumb. Hey, don't worry. What's the, what's the first rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. But you can tell us we're just we're just in the no one Do you know the reality is people like me and Miles and the Andrew Andrew Cotter and Ali we don't drink we are choir boys you you know you could trust us with your with your children with your pets with your pride and joy we we are the the, the nicest of the nicest we're in well, well, what, what about that story you told no. me about Ali Eakin with the you know the snooker ball in the mouth and everything and... No, that wasn't that wasn't Ali Eakin. <laughs> also, you just, you just told me to send that tweet about Goody. You yeah. just yeah, well, that's true. Was, okay, no, that's, that's true. Oh, that's fine. But actually, <laughs> but in but in terms of filth, the only, the only the only filth is added by by your lot by former players. You know, we we in the commentary box. Oh. we are reliant on a line of filth provided by those that we work alongside. Okay. Do you know you boys got so anything from, to add from any commentators? Tour, yeah, well, from all your tours with Goody, yes. players and ex-players, and I tell you what, what what always impresses me is is how you guys and you uh, I, I've never seen you do it, Goody. Actually, but there are. Uh, couple of guys that I used to work with when I was at the BBC on the Six Nations coverage who could be out on the beer till four in the morning on a Friday. Justin Marshall still, can do that. And still rock up and do grandstand at 12 o'clock and look like they've been in bed for 48 hours. I, I yeah. think that's an athlete thing. If I, yeah. I was on the beer until four in the morning the night before a match, I'd be in a coma. Well, that's the thing. I was in uh, the Monaco Grand Prix. And who is Steve? Justin Scott, Bieber. Like, who else? Yeah, was just, there, Justin yeah. Bieber. Um, who else? Noel Edmonds. Well, I basically he hugged Noel Edmonds. Yeah, he spooned Noel Edmonds. I spooned Noel Edmonds to sleep. <laughs> His hair smelled incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and he farted in the morning. Um, so the good, the bad and the ugly uh, is brought to you this week by Folk to Folk. 
Um, they match business owners to local investors and help them crack on and grow without having to go through a bank. Their aim is to make borrowing simple and fair by connecting people and local communities. Um, so um, if you haven't already seen them, uh, go to folktofolk.com. Let them know you heard about them through the rugby pod uh, because they're helping us come to you every single week during the Six go. Nations. Good on them. Goody. Good people. The good, the bad and the ugly. So we start with the good. Got to start with Gloucester, haven't we? What a team Gloucester are. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Gloucester beat Saracens at the weekend. Obviously, they got humped uh, last weekend. Gloucester did at Welford Road. Bounced back, beating the champions at King's Home. And Jim was playing and Jim going back to his old stomping ground. Oh, Matelli, yeah. Nick abusing Jim on the on the pitch. But no, Gloucester played well. They actually out Saracens, Saracens. If that makes any sense. They tried no, to, they didn't. They did. No, they didn't. They did. They did. They... In what way? Well, to be fair, for the average punter watching the game which I consider myself as now the average punter Saracens probably think people think about Saracens as they kick 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 and wait for the other team to make mistakes and and then capitalise on them and it was actually Saracens making a few mistakes and trying to play in a harem scaring way we haven't seen much of I wouldn't say they out Saracens us jeez you've got some fire in your eyes we we smashed them smashed them at the the kicking game yeah they got an opportunist try through Thrush uh, knocking the ball off off Hines Thrush was all over it wasn't he all over it when it like, dived under six like he just won the World Cup final. Do you know? Did you notice the four and five for Gloucester? What savage thrush? <laughs> did you say Sav- that? Savage, no. savage. Do I sound like the bloke who'd say that kind of thing does, on air? How would you? Does savage thrush sound better than Bramilton or not? Yeah. Well, oh, damn. It could be Bramilton this week. Bramilton, really? Yeah, we're thin on the ground. We're thin on the ground. But Sa- Sa- savage thrush dominated. No, Hamilton. Where? Hamilton Road. How many lines we still? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking. All on, on layman's terms, end scoreline. Anyway, so yeah, Gloucester was pretty good. We'll move on. We'll move, we'll move on. James Short, hat trick for Exeter down at Worcester. That was pretty special. Uh, Denny Sonomona. Everyone's talking about him being in England. Potential. I think he qualifies in, what did they say, 21 days or something? Three yeah, weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Uh, he qualifies and he scored a hat trick for Sale. It's exciting. But I'm going to go back to my old club, Newcastle Falcons. Anyone see that victory coming yesterday? No. What a score that was against the Saints. They were losing at half-time. Losing they? at half-time. They were, I think that New, Northampton scored two tries within the opening 10 minutes. 14-0 down. Newcastle come back. Absolutely hammer everyone. Scoring tries were fun. But I'm going to give it to Sonotti Sonotti. It's a good name, that, isn't it? You're looking mm. at me as if... Who's that? It's a really good name. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. Sonotti. He's beaten 12 defenders in yesterday's game. That's more than Jim and I did in our whole careers. I smashed him last time we played them. Lies, Jim. I'm telling lies. you now. I'll put him so, into next week. So the good. I'll try and dig out the clip. We've <laughs> probably got a new phone now. <laughs> so the good this week has got to go to Sonotti Sonotti and Newcastle Falcons for their... Uh, they've, they've got a, what are they? Seventh? seventh yeah. They're almost the team of the season, aren't they? they are. I mean, you know, whoever whoever wins it will, 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 <laughs> get, the, will get the plaudits. And, <laughs> no. you know, if you boys win it, which you may well do, fair play to you. But what Newcastle have done this season is just... Is just and, and not just winning, but playing really good... From where watchable they rugby and you know they're, they're, they're starting to get good crowds at Kingston Park the, which is great yeah Dean Rich's effect eh came good at Quinn's it's come good there yeah, I helped him last year I don't know about that stay yeah, up yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> all down to you then we get to the bad the bad I commentated on Saturday Bath against Quinn's it's probably, it probably bad yeah. Yeah. yeah I've not had my uh, analysis yet through from Nick cause Nick what are your thoughts it was bad it was, <laughs> it was bad <laughs> it's I'm right to about, be on the bad list there we go the game Bath <laughs> against Quinn's were absolutely terrible you know Bath ended up winning 22-12 but the skill level and Ben Ryan spoke about it in the week last week didn't he talking about the skill level of uh, professional rugby isn't what it should be and it's probably 30 years behind 30 years behind or something like that 
he came out with some comment. So the skill level was pretty poor, so that was pretty bad. Um, Marcelo Bosch, I thought he had a pretty bad game for Saris. Jim's looking at me with daggers everywhere. And Marcelo Bosch playing very anti-Saracens. Everyone's looking for Saracens to fail, eh? That's no. what they're looking for. They are. They, they yeah, yeah, any cheers, team, Andy. Any team that is doing well, everyone else is looking for them yeah. to fail. You're, they, a great, you're a great host. And they will, <laughs> they'll, they'll come up with reasons for why you're cheap or why you, how, how you're winning and you, that you're playing boring rugby. That, that happens to every team that does well successfully. It does. You're trying to bring the All Blacks. Do you want, to, do you want me to lead into the All Blacks? No, it happened no. to the Crusaders as well for when they were good as well, the cheats. Yeah, exactly the same thing. And that's what, what was happening to Terry. What I was going to say, though, I, I don't know, you guys might know the stats, but the teams that have lost the least amount of players during the Six Nations seem to be doing quite well, don't they? Next to... Yeah, Sale, yeah. Gloucester, mm. they've lost Laidlaw. But is that not is that not all about recruitment Worcester, and everything like that? Well, I don't know. It's squad management, recruitment. But no, you, I like the idea that Saracens are providing half a dozen players mm. for England yeah, do, yeah. Over, the, yeah. over the course. Of the, and it's exactly, when people say the playoffs are a waste of time, we shouldn't have the playoffs, it's at this time of the year why we have to have the playoffs because, yeah. you know, it's about the top four. You can't you can't base a league over twenty two games when teams like Jim's are, are are losing half their first choice players. Well, I mean, if you lose Cruz and Atoji, that's, that's you know, then Hamilton has to play. That's the problem. Isn't it? <laughs> it's no service fresh. There we go. No service. Anyway, but we go to the bad. We'll finish it off. Bristol's Bristol's have taken two absolute humpings in the last two weeks at home to Quinns last weekend and then this weekend took fifty points at Welford Road, which a lot of teams have done over time, but. Um, their sort of post pre Christmas, post Christmas momentum gathering, I suppose it was, wasn't it? They've gone six points down. Worcester yesterday ended up getting, they got stuffed a bit by Exeter, but got the attacking bonus point for scoring four tries. And Bristol, they're going to get my bad. And then the ugly, we've talked about it before, but obviously with sort of Dan Vickerman's passing away, the whole um, depression and suicide in rugby, that's you know, pretty bad. So we'll uh, we'll just touch on that, but we'll just talk about the RPA and launching the initiative, Lift the Weight, something to look into and, and anyone out there listening. You have issues, there's people there to talk to. There we go. Thank you very much, Goody. And we'll go to our social media desk with Serious Chris. Uh, Chris, you got anything else for us? I yeah. do. Uh, before the questions, Goody, there's, uh, there are multiple positive comments on your hairdo this evening. I that's thought strong. I'd like to know. <laughs> strong. And that's what, that's what 8,000 new follicles <laughs> do at the front of <laughs> How much did you pay for that? Is that free? Free, mate. Freebie? Mm. Tax return. I think I need no, no, some. If you need your, if you need your hairdo in. I've got a digestive at the top of mine. <laughs> it's a full biscuit, that, isn't it? E- email warren at cityman.com and just mention my name. you get a discount. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We've got very little time left, but um, what we do want to go back to um, is the, oh, the no. tweet. What, what did you if you missed him? earlier in the show, um, we have a forfeit going. Uh, where we asked a very simple question, um, and Goody got it wrong. Jim got it right. Yeah, So Jim has control over Goody's Twitter. Yeah. Jim has tweeted out a tweet from Goody's Twitter, uh, and and now it's for the big reveal. Do, how do we want to well, do I'll this? Give you his phone. You can have a look. <laughs> That's what, not too bad. What's, I, he, what's he written there? I like to veep my arse already from my Monday night podcast at the Rugby Pod. <laughs> Any replies? Hashtag Belly Monster. I do veep my arse off. We talked about this last week. Yeah, but there's some decent replies in there, aren't there? Let's, should we give them some shout outs? Go through some replies. Give them some shout outs. Come on, mate. Uh, Andy Buzz, shiny sheriff's badge. True professional. <laughs> uh,. Mark Gibbs, jolly good, smiley face. <laughs> a rugger bugger. <laughs> Tom of the Leanies, which is at Tom Leany. Who doesn't? So it's, people believe Mate, in it's it. It's a common thing, that's it why is, I said it. It is. And then Captain Captain Tane Biada, which is Ada underscore Cap, 
Jim, you fud. Is that Scott? Is that some Scottish? I have no or? idea. But I have got a picture of you, haven't I, Goody? We mentioned the one of of me. Mate, I'm happy to go toe to toe on pictures. No, I'm not going toe to toe, but I have got a picture of you. I'm happy to go toe to toe on pictures. Right you know, in the well, mirror. we'll play this again oh, next mate, week. Got, ne- as ne- I said, <laughs> you have to keep the downstairs tidy. <laughs> Before we go, guys, any rumours? Anything floating around? I got one. I heard, I heard today on the grapevine, Danny Care might be leaving Quinns. Oh wow, that's big news. It's huge. Going to. I don't know where. He's only <laughs> a couple of that. And this grapevine, how big is the grapevine? Where? Uh... I don't know. I already had a clause in his contract that said if O'Shea left, he could leave. Strong, that. And where's he going? I have no idea. Who, need, who needs a scrum half? Who needs a scrum half? Nick? Well, Maybe the, Saracens. All... Ben Spence, the sale. That seems to be gathering momentum. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jim I've, I've, I've Jim. not heard that. No, I have. I've heard um, Ben Spence, the sale, definitely. Really? Yeah. yeah. Big dollar. He's yeah. a hell of a player. Great player. Mm. But yeah. we, see, Wiggy's just signed up at. Saracens again, isn't he? Is he re-signed? Yeah, re-signed. Wiggy's re-signed to stay at Saris. Oh, wow. So Danny Kerr to leave Quinns, you'd think he'd only go to a top club. Wasps are well-stocked with Simpson and Robson. Leicester got Ben Youngs. Bath. Bath, Bath Lady, he dominated. Yeah, he got man of the match at the weekend. Yeah. Northampton? Oh, he wouldn't go to Oh, no, Northampton's a good shout, actually, because they need a nine. Yeah. Nick Groom's there. I've heard Dixon's going to... Sale as well as he, yeah. Lee Dixon to sale. Oh, mate, they need a nine, yeah. Max Tens, I've heard. Oh, Maxi Mamos has gone to Newcastle. That's a big sign, that's a great sign. Josh Matavesi today signed for Newcastle, really. Mm. Pumba lookalike, mm. uh, good guy, actually. Um, Ian Madigan, I read wants, that today. wants to leave Bordeaux, either Sale or, or Northampton. Northampton either ten, eh? We had Mads on the show, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, things have really taken off for him since he came on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, you get on the show, you get a new deal, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. So, Danny, your big one, Danny Care leaving Quinn. Danny, if you're listening, <laughs> I know that. I, I heard it on the bus. On the bus. On the bus. Heard it on the bus. Yeah. Actually, we, we, we got a dining bus. Goody knows it well. Oh, he lives mate, in it. I'm, I'm happy to be there. <laughs> he turns up 48 hours before a match to be first on the dining bus. <laughs> yeah. But that, if you want gossip, that's the best place to be. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's where there's mate, a lot, of, good in there, there's a lot of stuff talked yeah. about there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. You heard anything about Leicester coaching staff who's coming in or. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Van Van Vuren is it? South African, South African boy. I've heard that as well. Mm. That's the strong one that I've heard. Van Gran. Van Gran. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There's the pro. He's got <laughs> a decent reputation. There's the pro in Nick Mullins. Knowing that, exactly who it is. Is that Major Al? Drunken. No, no, no. I think Van Gran's coming as DOR. I think. Well, who knows? Or as head coach? Or Deacon's doing well. Very well. Yeah. yeah Brett's good. The, he, he, Speaks Leicester, doesn't he? I, yeah. think, I think the players are responding. Speaks Leicester. He's the best man at the moment. Speaks Leicester. So they're responding proper, to him. Yeah. Proper Leicester. But they've signed they? George Ford. They've got George Ford back. Spent a hell of a lot of cash getting him there. <laughs> Half a million transfer fee. Really? Bizarre. Mm. I, think it's a good, I think it's a good deal. I don't know. It's a good deal for Bath. Trey Bazaar. You, you're spending a million quid, effectively. And... You know, people throw numbers out there. Listen, it's Bob, not half a million, by the way. What, as in the transfer fee? That's not half. It's the, the Leicester are not paying half a million pound transfer fee. There's a Leicester boy coming out with it now. Come on, Nick. Well, I'm actually extremely neutral. I'm just, you know, delivering. The, the, you know, there's no false news here, but it's not. You know, the Donald might say it's it's a uh, half a million. Pound the Donald speaks fee. truth. Hey, there's nothing but, wrong with a bit of Donald on there. No, there's nothing wrong with a bit of Donald. <laughs> but I'd be very surprised if it was half a million. Who do you reckon got the better deal? Leicester I, I think they both got good deals. I think. Um, I think Freddie wants to play regularly. Um, and, and if Leicester are going to challenge for titles again and for, for European Cups, I think they need somebody like George Ford at 10. Oh. Right, thank you very much for coming in again, guys. And a special thank you to Nick Mullins. Who, uh, do you want to... Oh, it's been one of... It's just educational. I should do this every... As part of my prep, 
towards Big Six Nations weekend, I need to come and listen to Jim's stories because it sets you up for the weekend. That's like, what we could do. We could than... get rid of Andy Rowe, the Kiwi, and yeah. just have Nick run it. People have been trying to take my job for years. <laughs> it's, not gonna it's coming, mate. It's, it's not going to happen. happen. It's not, you have to have a Kiwi voice. If I'm going to let you do the sign out, Nick. Oh, there you go. Uh, thank you very much to Andy and to, to Jim and to Serious Chris and to Serious Goody. And that tweet, tweet your veet. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> setting setting new standards. Pod, 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 pod. 